What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Plastic Power Podcast. Today in this episode, we're going to be talking about the moral arc. Recently, Daredevil 19, he uh, he read up on the entire arc, got caught up all along with it. We're going to be doing another uh, podcast later when we when uh, you know when he eventually gets into the Granola arc, and then from there, we'll be doing more episodes about the manga and such. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was extremely entertained throughout the entire arc. I, uh, every time I'd finish a chapter, I would want to read the next one to find out what happens in the next chapter, because there was a lot of cliffhangers at the end, which they do a lot, that's how they draw you in, and they were drawing me in, uh, really good. Fish, fish line, sink, hooker, uh, hooker. What? (laughs) Fish line, sink, hook. Oh. What is it, the fishing expression? I'm probably saying it backwards. I don't know. Fish line is. Like I, I, I think I just. I, I think I just yeah. fish line and sink. I, I don't know if I've never heard. I, I feel like fish I've heard line this very and sinker. Rare. There we go. There we go. Fish line and sinker. I think that's it. There we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> said hook. Hooker. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're on a. You gotta remember. We're, we're, you're like we're, we're not on that kind of podcast. Where this is the plastic power <laughs> podcast. We talk about. Yes. Yes. We talk about anime and action figures here. Not that other one that's uh, rated R or whatever. I don't know what other things you're doing. <laughs> But yeah, like this, this is okay. Yeah. The, the moral arc in the <laughs> Dragon Ball community is widely considered to be the best arc of one of the best arcs of Dragon Ball Super. It is like uh, yeah. even, even past past the anime, and I, you know I, I can I absolutely agree. I, I can definitely see why they say that because the way Me that too. Moro is introduced, he he is just a very intimidating villain, and he's a very he, he's a he's he's kind of like. I feel like he is a very refreshing villain too, being very yes. different from yes. like how they incorporated a lot of the other villains prior to him. There is a lot of similarities that they definitely took for Moro, obviously, that being, you know, from you know, from King Piccolo, the fact that, you know, he he wanted to regain his youth, or then like, yeah, you know yeah. or then like, you know, with uh think aspects of like Frieza where he has like this whole galactic army or different things about, you know, with Cell where he you know, also like when he was like when he was when he ate seven three, he gained like a new he gained like a new form. Even even looking like Cell in that yeah. form that he was in. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I thought a perfect Cell once he did that. I was like, wow. And and that is because <laughs> like Cell. And and that is because like with the way that Moro was done, he was meant to be a representation of all of Goku's past villains kind of coming, you know, yeah. you know kind of coming, you know, force in like a way that that's the way that he was intended to be written. That's why you have like, yeah, you know, yeah, his yeah. backstory and such coming from a place where it's, it's like, it's similar to Majin Buu, but not really. It was more so like, you know, they, they took a, they, they took a, you know, as like, like a, 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 this is a monster from millions upon millions of years ago that the Supreme and that the Supreme Kai's that, that the Kai's like, you know, had to handle in order to like you, you know and, and seal them away for you know so long they, they really like did a good job like i think incorporating the story and incorporating majin buu yeah now can now daredevil i want you to tell me a little bit of like what you thought about how they handled majin buu in this arc before that let's get right back to that because i like how they handled majin buu but as you were just mentioning everything a lot of it reminded you of certain characters or aspects from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And that's what 
So far, this Moro arc reminded me of, it reminded me of Dragon Ball Z. The beginning of Super, or the first half, reminded me more of um, just Dragon Ball, you know, with the tournaments and stuff like that. This one, there's a threat, and a very serious threat, an extremely intimidating threat. Um, like you said, his introduction was scared. Well, for me, it, they... they made it seem scary like this guy is a freaking monster so uh yeah so far this arc has has giving me big dragon ball z vibes and i'm loving it so far yeah majin buu i loved majin buu in this they they made him more relevant to the story again but i love how him and that what's the guy I know um Moro was call, calling him Lord of Lords I uh, love the whole dynamic between them two because Boo absorbed him years and years ago Oh yeah the yeah Chubby Kai I know you're talking about the is it the Grand No no it's is the the I think the Grand Supreme Kai Yeah 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 But the, yeah I they, think they, I, in the I manga, think I, I don't know because you know, in the manga, they call them lords of lords and lords of things. It's 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 uh, yeah yeah yeah. I just I I prefer calling them like by 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 those names because it's a lot you know easier to say. Uh, but yeah, like you know, lord yeah. lord of worlds, lord of supreme worlds, that type of thing. It's just like it's a it's a mouthful. Um, yeah, but I I the whole dynamic with him and Majin Buu because Majin Buu absorbed him back then when we learned about that during the Majin Buu uh, saga. But it was cool that they brought him back and not just... not Majin Buu wasn't the only character being relevant again in the story. So was that that Supreme... What was it? Supreme King Kai or something? <laughs> the Grand Supreme Kai. Grand Supreme Kai. They made him relevant again. <clears throat> they made him relevant again. Even after those small parts he had in Z, which is... It's just cool seeing stuff like that. A, a, a character who had, who had such a small part in one saga, and they came back, and they had a pretty big part in this arc here, and it was cool seeing that. I really enjoyed watching that, because he, he did help out, but uh, also at the very end, you see... I guess he create he helped create Oob or something, with Boo, uh, they don't really show you. Oh yeah, they just show him there with at the Oob end. After yeah, so like at the yeah. end, so like as they talked about throughout the arc, so like because of the split between you know like uh, like the kid like the kid Boo like you know the evil part of Boo like you know the two halves. So Oob yeah. was the what, what basically <clears throat> inherited the part of Majin Boo that had the God Key, which is why like at yeah. the end when 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 Vegeta's using a reversed force spirit fission in order to gather energy and they needed God Key, Oob was a huge supplier yep. of that. He just by putting his hand up in the air and, and, because because, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. held all of it. And it's like it, yep. it it was great because you really got to see a lot of the old like uh you know aspects of of, of that of of Oob. You got to see Oob again, you know, before Yeah, like, you know, yeah, actual, yeah. And it, and it actually makes I feel like it actually makes the end of Z even better than how it was before. Because with Oob having God Key and he him having all this potential, it, it adds even more context into into that final fight than as opposed to like how to how it was before. This is one of those changes that were very well done. I like that. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I, the tying in is great too, just like what you said, how, how the end of Z is going to be. And, and we're seeing Oob now before the end of Z, which was really awesome to see too. Yeah, and it doesn't take away at all from like the, you know, Goku and Oob's first interaction. Like he helped out at the very least yeah. with this, but then, you know, he comes in, he'll come in and help out, you know, later and such. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goku knows he needs to wait till he grows and learns, trains. Well, he d- trains the best he can until Goku uh, says he'll train him. Yeah. Now, uh, I what I one of the things with when it came to introducing Moro, I absolutely liked. So, like after Miris and after like they uh, like Goku, you know, they helped out. They helped Miris like sort of like you know stop these bandits on this train. Um, and, and then, yeah. and then they, tell him, they tell him about Moro. Goku using the instant transmission in an attempt to sense his energy. Moro just, like, not only does he realize that Goku is trying to sense him out, like, he sends his energy back in a way, and, it's, and, it, and it, like, yeah. it scares Goku. Goku realizes that Moro is onto him, and it makes it to where that, that introduction in and of itself was, like, really, it may, even added even more to, like, the, the fear of Moro and, and everything, yeah. which is which is Yeah, great. yeah. Um, no, it was... Uh, like what I was saying, they, they made Moro scary. That would, you've never seen a villain do that with Goku. Whenever he's trying to find like instant transmission and search for him, that was that was like some uh, like horror movie stuff. But like like you said, Goku even got scared. It freaked Goku out. But that was cool seeing that. Yes. And I was like, I'm all, I am like all for like the way that they handled Moro. Now, um, yeah, Vegeta's arc throughout this, throughout, for throughout this well arc, uh, he, I think that this was one of those episodes. This was one of those instances where I think a lot of people really began to like, you know, th- th- like like be on board with how Dragon Ball Super went with, uh, you know, with handling Vegeta. In the actual anime, yeah. I think that, in, and in the manga, you know, it, it was done very well, but in this arc, we got so much more well-put characterization for him in this arc. Like, the, yeah. the way that he went about, like, feeling guilty for, like, the way, for, like, uh, what he did to the Namekians and and, try, and redeeming himself for the, the, the things that he caused them, because it, it, yep. it takes you back to that episode in Z, where he killed like this whole village in an attempt to you know get get their Dragon Ball, and yeah, and then stash it. Yep. Yeah. That was uh, that was one of my favorite parts in that story. Like what we were talking about with Jordan, the things that Toriyama ties in. How long ago was the Namekian uh, arc? Mm-hmm so long ago but i love how toriyama's tying stuff in you know the creator of one piece does the same thing like thousand episodes later you're seeing characters from like the very beginning episodes so it's really cool when creators do that yeah well to be fair like when it comes to oda he he thinks of like he i'm pretty sure he thinks of like how this is how things are going to like to pan out from the when he starts yeah. a plot line alongside the Toriyama, he just he thinks of new things like on the spot like that, like whenever he you know he needs yeah. to purposefully leaving the story vague so that he can kind of fill in extra details afterwards in a, in a way of like you know adding not only adding more to the story 
and making other things make sense. It's like he's constantly, like, in, in a way, like, Toriyama constantly expanding. Is, is, is expanding, but he yeah. doesn't expand it in the same way as Oda. Oda expands it in a way where he's able to add in other stuff, at, like, you know, in, in the same way, similar way as Toriyama, where he has other stuff after, but everything, it's like he, he throws in, like, he has a plan, whereas Toriyama, he just kind of runs with it. He throws out, a, like, a thing with the story, and then, like, even as, like, the things were writing, he figures out stuff right then and there, like, how, how things will go, and also tying it back to previous yeah. things, which is why Toyotaro is so helpful to him and such. Now, and, and plus, he took a break, too, and Oda never took a break, so it's probably easier for Oda to remember shit compared to Toriyama, because Toriyama, what, took a hiatus for... 15 years or something like that well yeah but it was just because of the fact that the that the anime well no the, the manga was pretty much done for like a long time he wasn't in, intending to come back yeah. oddly enough it was yeah yeah and we'll do a whole it episode just got so popular oddly enough, yeah we'll do a ho- we'll do a whole episode about about this movie but uh, it, funny enough it was dragon ball yeah. evolution that scared toriyama into coming back because he didn't want like western media to like make a bad image of his property and that's it's definitely like We've come a long way from that, and you can definitely tell, yeah. I think, Toriyama, he's, you know, him coming back and doing this, he's really, like, going forth with the arcs to try to make people understand where the core of the series really comes from, and it's definitely yeah. seen through not just the the moral, like, the, the moral arc, but also, you know, with the Granola arc on top of that. Uh, like yeah, where which the, I will see very soon. Yeah, we'll get it. Or we'll read, get it yeah. You'll lo- you will like yeah. just how uh, the, the uh, Vegeta's guilt is tackled in uh in, in the next arc like they abs- they act they they uh they work on that whole aspect of his character even more and give him different challenges yeah. that you know he that he had which is it makes it really ah. interesting it's almost like his it's almost like his guilt where in this in the moral arc it's a it is a strength added into his character in the granola arc it's yeah. more so like that guilt is actually a weakness holding him back from other things that he could be doing which hmm. again, okay, I'm I'm being very brief that's, on there. That's interesting, very interesting. Yeah, I'll get to it very soon because I I read this I think in like a couple days or a few days. Yeah, you read tomorrow the, arc. You read through it pretty quickly, but yeah, yeah. Um, I love like okay, so like this now. Let's talk about like when Goku and Vegeta first arrive on Planet Namek now. Uh, this is also kind of taking in from like you know the inspiration behind Frieza, as like you know it's it's, it's yeah. the big bad villain looking for the Dragon Balls, and it happens to be on Planet Namek. You could say okay, well it's like King Piccolo, or it's like you know all these different things and and such. But it's like yeah. they're, they're they're kind of they're they're really like both, and just Nam- the Namek setting really just helps it lean more so towards Frieza, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like the DBZ vibes, man. DBZ vibes. Absolutely. But that—that's what I loved about the Moro arc, though, and and the and the tone shift as well. The tone of it like just shifted after the uh, Tournament of Power, which I really really loved that too, because mm-hmm. it just went from like uh, like they were all just battling and then they won, so it was a sigh of relief, celebration, everybody's happy. Then all of a sudden, holy crap! What? Whoa! What? Like it, it just flipped on you and got dark and serious that quick but uh yes sir continue on yeah like the tone about it no of course like the tone shifts and even like it reminds me of well like you know that's one of the the advantages of the goku black arc as well like they really had a very like dark introduction to you know to to the arc like with with goku black going in and like 
pretty much wrecking it. Like, there's very little members of humanity even left, and Trunks is just, like, running desperately. Yep. The man's eating cat food, which is uh, which is the food that Luffy does does not want to be eating. But, um, but, <laughs> but the... He uh, does not. <laughs> and, and, and just, like, just a lot of those types of darker introductions really do help to serve the tone for, like, the, like the, the show, which is what Dragon Ball is really yeah. good at doing. And this was one of those instances, is, you know, yeah. it was no different. Like, seeing Goku and Vegeta fight Moro for the first time really made, with because of his powers, really, I feel, made them feel helpless and such. Like, you really felt like, you know, there was Goku yeah. and Vegeta were lacking in a lot of ways. And, and like, like, like what they is were stopping this guard. dude? He's, like, yeah, he's, like, super overpowered. Like, Moro was, like, introducing, yep. you know, really overpowered. Like, how on earth is anyone supposed to, like, you know, take this dude down? How how do how does and he, they weren't used to that type of a ability I guess you'd call because he was using magic Moro he wasn't using the basic energy or he he would absorb your energy and then use it against you so he was just beating the crap out of them and he beat them so bad that like what you were saying it, it, he eventually drains all your energy and then they're thinking to themselves how the hell are we gonna beat this guy. Yeah, no kidding. It's like it, that's what's that's even more. That's the fact that Moro at first isn't even a combat fighter. He just he's a magic user. Yeah. Really added into that refreshing aspect. Like he like he's not fighting on the same. Like he's not fighting the same game that Goku yep. and Vegeta are uh, are usually are usually so doing. used to. Hence yeah. the reason why. Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. you're just like wondering how the heck are they supposed to beat him, and then they figure out a way <laughs> later. But not not until yeah. after like you know Moro was pretty much spoiler alert. Well, I mean, you, you read the manga, but not until Moro was able yeah. to like pretty much kill, like like leave them for dead, almost, like n- near death, you know, like alive and such. After he sapped away all of their energy, and and such, dude. Yeah. That whole what what happened with the guy, the little like Frieza henchman dude, and like in, like right, um, after he gave after Moro killed him as he was granting the wishes and such, like that was yeah. That was crazy. That was messed up. It was. It was, but it added more into like you know Moro. I think I, it just. It was so. Again, just like that ferocity, that no f's given type he's of cold. attitude. Yeah, he's a cold. Blood yeah, he is villain. a cold. Yeah, bloodthirsty villain. Yeah, I. I feel like he's more. Like freezes evil, mm-hmm. and that's what's great about his character. But Moro is just on. Different type of evil, you know, and it's scary as hell. Like Frieza was scary, but like you kept rooting for Goku. I mean, you do f- for Goku and this one and Vegeta. You you root for them, but Moro beats the crap out of them. I think on what two or th- three separate occasions, mm-hmm. and then finally the fourth time, Goku finished it. Uh, thanks, because Whis <laughs> gave him a hint on how to stop him. Because Goku did something very controversial. Do you want to talk about that now, or should we wait? We'll, we'll wait about it. Li- we'll wait a little bit later. I do actually have a question <laughs> I want to ask you before we transition to the next part right. of the arc. Okay, so what did you think of Moro's okay, wish yeah. to the to the Namekian Dragon Balls? Well, the second one was him wishing all the prisoners out, so they're already like in transit. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, what was his first? Oh, his first wish was to get regain all his original power or something like that. And yeah, be younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got younger, 
because uh, before he looked all old and fragile, super skinny, really long beard. Like, I like his design, too. Moro has a cool desi- design with a uh, goat, right? Mm-hmm. But the way they did it, 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 it looked really cool. So when he did his wish, uh, he was more muscular, younger looking. His beard got smaller, and he was more powerful, too. And uh, that wish... Yeah, it was something, uh, who else wished for that? Did somebody else wish for that King or Piccolo. want to? But he got eternal youth. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got youth from that. I mean, Lord Slug as well, but he was also like a copy villain from King Piccolo. Yeah, and you were saying it kind of reminded you of uh, the King Piccolo, like the same wish, right? Yeah. Well, no, the, I think yeah. it was an intended reference because, like, again, Moro's meant to be a representation of Goku's past villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they did capture really well. It, it was done so well, but it—it's so crazy. They capture all past villains in this villain, but he's also a refreshing take on a villain in Dragon Ball. So it's like, geez, they worked that in so good. Yeah. So but, uh, the thing. Okay, yeah. the thing I wanted to ask. Look, so the wish. For Moro to wish back, yeah. like to, to to wish for the prisoners to be able to escape and such, was one of yep. the okay. So, excuse me. When everyone was reading the uh, the manga, it was on a yeah. it, 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 the chapters were releasing on a month to month basis, and as yep. a result of that, a lot of people's expectations for what that wish was was uh you know they're just like wondering what is that oh, wish what is man. that wish could he be wishing to like take can d- like take down the angels does he want to wish the, the powers of the angel does he want to wish for the powers like what that dragon they're, like their expectations because of the fact that this is lingering for so long on a month-to-month read of the chapter they're thinking that this yeah. wish is supposed <laughs> to be like something you know like massively crazy like world shattering yeah. type type of thing and but it was something just like what <laughs> yeah, yeah that i was just like that was it but but the, yeah but, but like you you didn't seem to have yeah. be any bo- bothered by it at all and you want to know why it's because yeah. it's not even necessarily a problem with the way that the, that it was written the problem here is the like with with, with the manga was the expectations and you know the uh yeah. the, the the whole thing with the everybody coming up with like their own theories of what yes, his wish the was time. so they 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 yeah, they the published date. expected too much from the wish, and they were probably let down by what it was. But truthfully, that wish really wasn't bad because a lot of those prisoners he gave uh, some of his power to. But one of those prisoners was so badass, Seven Three. That was such a cool pa- character that they just threw in. But you were just like, whoa, because he was just he. he just like Moro, he did not mess around, but he he had like a serial killer vibe because he had no emotions. And that made it even more scary of a villain attacking you like that. Plus, he can copy you if he's able to grab you from your neck. I, I guess from behind your neck or anywhere on your neck. Yeah, and it's just like... Now, to be honest, look, from my first impressions of 7-3, I was like, what is he, this universe's version of Hit? And I and boy was I yeah. way off. I was way off. Of like, yeah. to, like you know what? What he it was. It did give those vibes of hit. Uh, it did. I, I, I can't fault you for that because that's. I thought maybe he was just. Uh, uh, 
he did look more powerful than all the other guys. And you could tell that shorter guy was, like, telling him what to do. So you knew that he was strong. And then once we we saw him do what he did, you're like, oh, damn, he is strong. But, yeah, yeah he did have a hit-hit type vibes at first. And we were off. Yeah. He ended up having a lot more similarities in such to uh to Aniraza from the tournament of power just merely from the fact that you know he has like his one weakness is that one crystal on the top of his head which is something that i've noticed in dragon ball you know they're kind of doing a lot uh even with you know funny enough like hold on so so moro when he absorbs seven three and 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 go and Mm -hmm. and, like goku you know beats like, like like destroys that gem on his head it was just like it was yeah. You know, we had we okay, we had that. We had like, you know, seven three having that weakness in the first place and such. And and now it's like we had that with Annie Raz Annie Raza with seven seven three did and then we recently had that be the case with Cell Max when Goku when sorry, when Gohan fired the, the, the Mankanko yeah. Sapo. What the hell's going on here? But Dragon Ball's it's like hit the red eye. Dragon Ball's doing that a lot. Like just just, just destroy but destroy you, that you one also... spot of the head. Yeah, but <laughs> so that I know you bringing that up just made me realize all of that. And then also, have you noticed... Remember Goku Black? Uh, he refused to lose, so then he kind of became like one with the universe or galaxy or something. Whatever he did, or part mm-hmm. of the Earth or something. So he did that, and it's like, oh, he's one of the Earth now. And... They kind of did something similar with Moro. In the manga, in it was way, different, but yeah, like Goku Black's energy yeah. became one with the universe and such. Like they based off of you know he he multiplied into like a bunch of zombies all over the place. In the yeah, oh man, like Agent Smith from the Matrix. Yeah, I don't like know. It was of... it was weird. the way that the anime did it was like kind of weird. But I just assumed like you know the, yeah. he multiplied all over in the form of his energy. In the manga, it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't at, at all like the anime. With, with what happened after Zamasu got split, he just turned into like a bunch of merged Zamasus, like a like an like an army of metal coolers and such. That was actually a reference. That was actually okay, a reference at the end, right. and such. Yeah. Like he just the ever expanding merged Zamasu. What, what do you think of references like that? I like them. I, but you have people out there, you know, who probably don't like them. It depends. Okay, so to me, I feel like references are – it depends on how they're done. If it's a reference without yeah. substance, it feels cheap and and and, and unearned and such. Like, for example, um, yeah, yeah. in the Resurrection F version of the of the Dragon Ball Super anime, uh, when, when Piccolo died to, you know, protect Gohan, that was a reference callback to – you know when 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 Nappa killed him when when, yeah. he, when Piccolo protected Gohan then, but it had no substance. Yeah. There was like it didn't help to serve the story at all. It was just a reference for the sake of a reference, and it was just it was really upsetting, and such. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In in other cases though, when when there's certain things that that, that are purposeful callbacks that add to the overall story, and you know that they they actually they not like then and they're actually intended and such and they're they're intended to help serve the story. They're, that's when the references are done very good. That's when you, when when they're being like able to pretty pull much off like the that. entirety of the superhero movie with Gohan and Piccolo's relationship from where it began in Z to where it pretty much concluded here in that movie. Yeah, although yeah. I would much like, I, I I would say that nowadays with super it's 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 less of a they do things that are more less of a reference in at least in the manga currently. Yeah. It's more so like, oh, 
Okay, well, in, in, in with the with the newest arc, which we're not going to get into, they're definitely doing more re- like you know references to the early stages of the Boo arc. But it's more so nowadays with Super that they're doing representations of certain things that also like have similarities to things from the past arcs. Hence, you know, yeah. So if you want to say like, oh, Mor- Moro, like you know, hunting the Dragon Balls is a reference to when Frieza did that. It's it's it's. It's not. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't really say it's "reference" an, is the right word. It's like representation. Any, but yeah, and then if you think about it, if anybody found out that there was Dragon Balls like that, and we lived in a world like that where you can go out in space and with your own ship and shit, <laughs> I'd try to go find them too. Like uh, it, it. So if you're already like evil-minded, yeah, you're gonna want to go get those things, and plus you get three wishes from the ones on on Planet Namek. So let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, yeah, we got Moro's wishes, and then the guy that he escaped the prison with from the beginning. Uh, here's another example. Did we go over this of what he did to him? Uh, the, like, which prisoners? There's multiple prisoners. You gotta be more specific. Well, the the only one that that Moro escaped with from the beginning. Oh, that one guy. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 the guy that he killed. he was the one that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's... That's another example of Moro's coldness. Like, what we were talking about before. I don't think we brought that up, but that's another example of how... This guy is just uh, so sociopath. He's he's just he doesn't care. And Frieza was similar, but I don't know. With Moro, I just got more dark vibes. Yeah, honestly, the thing about it is, is that okay? Jordan J- Jordan uh, helped me see it like this. And no, if if anyone's gonna be stealing Dragon Balls from me, I'm gonna want it to be Frieza. Because at the very least, Frieza will yeah. ask before he kill before you know you refuse him, and then he kills you for it. If and, you, abli- yeah, if you abide by him, Frieza lets- won't kill you. Yeah, no, but if you no, if you abide <laughs> yeah. by Frieza, he lets you live. He like he, he's like all yeah, right, yeah, yeah, all right. You know, he's like no. all right. You know what? You've listened to me. I let you live. <laughs> Don't disobey <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. Frieza would give them a chance. Moro would just kill you after he got what he needed. Exactly. And even someone that he was befriending, he killed too, and it's like, geez, man. So yeah, Moro is a different level of coldness. A villain, yeah, in Dragon Ball. It, like what we were saying, the tone shifts in such like a dramatic way, but in such a good way too. Um, yeah. Something else I loved is more of a, a comedy part with Beerus. <laughs> so Beerus is just, we're, we're on his uh, planet with Whis, and Beerus is so bored <laughs> that, he's, <laughs> that he's playing uh, like a fishing game with a fish to see who can catch the most fish. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's how bored he is. No, that's actually a purposeful reference to Journey to the West. That's what Wukong did. There's a comic panel that I got from Jordan. I'll send it to you over here. It's like yeah. it's, it's exactly like you know a one to one thing. I did a, like yeah, I edited a video on it that Jordan did with Geekdom. Yeah, damn, that really does take inspiration from that then. But I I love that also. Just just the little comedic stuff in it just makes you crack up and i love uh the humor and uh in manga it's in manga and anime it's so it just blends in with how their series is or manga is no kidding um yeah 
I think that was really the only main two things I wanted to talk about. We already went over. So. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's go ahead. So like this is after. So oh oh, oh one one yeah. other thing. I loved one. Of, I I liked that they actually did in the in the with the Namekians what we have been wanting to see from the you know a bunch of Dragon Ball fan manga is that and that is like a bunch of the Namekians fusing to, together to become a super Namekian yep. and then just even adding more into Moral's coldness. With that, rip, with that, with them fighting Bat oh, being being yeah. hopeful, he just he kills him in one shot. Like, oh, or like he's like, oh, is this your? Was this your? Uh, and it was <clears throat> it was, was brutal too. Yeah, like, right what, through his chest. Was like, this your ah. warrior? I thought. Sorry, I like I, I I shouldn't. And there was three of them. It was a bunch. But I, yeah, I feel was, like it was a bunch more than three. Like a bunch of them, like sort of started flying and coming together like that. You know, towards Moro. With it, was there more than three? Yeah, there I might could, have been. But be yeah, two. Moro wiped the floor with them, killed them all. Yeah, like it was all. It's it, like man. even more hopeless, man. Yeah, it just goes to show you again how how cold Moro is. That's a great word to describe him. He is a, just a cold being you know he's a cold creature with a superiority complex yeah 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 but he's a he made the story really good too you always got to have a good villain with your stories for your heroes and um moro fit it really well um should we go over miris now okay that was we can talk a little bit about about, we we can talk a little bit about mir well no, let's yeah. talk about Mirrors towards the end. We don't got to go too deep. We, we want to talk about it towards okay, the end. Okay, all right. Because that would be perfect right, time. Okay. we cover, and then so, we have Goku and Vegeta. the arc that the Goku and Vegeta both go down. Okay, we can talk about Mirrors after, like, in, in, yeah. a, in a second here. So, Vegeta, okay, his yeah, yeah. plan, you know, they, se- they, they separate, and it's interesting. Um, Goku... This was the first time after they got beat, or was it the second time after they got beat? One of them. This is like go, Vegeta's leaving, like like take, going to Planet Yardrat. Yeah, because he was pissed off. Yeah, he's yeah. going to Planet Yardrat, and then Goku he finds like this time chamber on another planet that makes it to where a few days or like a few weeks. I don't remember the exact specifications of it, but yeah, yeah. But uh, he similar to yeah, he goes to have on Earth. Yeah, so yeah. he goes in there. He goes in, 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 into the chamber, and like Miris is. Now here we can talk about Mir. So Mirus is helping him, you know, yeah. learn all, learn like you know, figure out you know his ultra instinct. Goku's like, well, I don't know how to use it. it like it's it's been so long, and like the tournament of power, like it, it, like made me forget about it. I don't know why I was able to do it there, and yeah, and so the reveal in that Mirus later was was an was an angel. I think definitely helped yep. you know serve like it was a lot of people's predictions and and such and and that made the most sense especially yeah he, he had, did like, that give s- off like an angel look well, yeah. yeah but like he he had yeah. like the white hair and in, in the color version he had the same skin tone as Weiss it was very like yep. to to it was it was very like obvious at, at certain points and eventually yeah, he you had know that really bad haircut but he was he was a really <laughs> interesting like they made his character interesting because. I'm reading it from I've never seen him before, mm-hmm. and it was cool how Vegeta and uh, Piccolo, <laughs> Vegeta and Goku picked up on it right away. Goku didn't really say anything, but Vegeta pretty much called him out for it. And then Mirus tries to deny it, which <laughs> was funny. But uh, the whole time he wasn't using his angel powers either; he was just using galaxy patrol uh weaponry and items that 
they had yeah just there well there was a few times that that, like he did he did kind of you know show that he is way more capable of other things like like for example when he at the very beginning of the arc when he uh he kind of just i think what did he do he 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 made goku fall unconscious i think for like a for like a bit so that they can throw him into the ship with him and yeah 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 it was yeah, one of the, yeah. it was one of those very, things I, very for, I, for, I forgot like how do they get him into the shit but like no like you can tell like you know he was very they probably much like sprinkled kid. little teases throughout it i didn't pick up on too many of them besides everybody knew like just his look he looked like an angel you know? yeah so. and then like you know going back it's obvious you know miris was using a form of ultra instinct you know because that's what's implanted yeah. into his nature and such so yeah yeah, that's that's what's cool. So Make back it, to Goku and him. Yeah, that made it to where him and Goku, like he was the perfect person to, to yeah. be to be teaching, uh, to be teaching moral, sorry, to be teaching Goku how to use Goku, like you know yeah. uh, ultra instinct and such. And that version that he used for like a little bit, the the sign version, I think you know was great. It, it he wasn't like yep. Goku's ultra instinct was not you know complete until like you know sometime later, which you know was awesome when it was. But like seeing <laughs> yeah, Ultra yeah. Instinct sign in, in that in that version, it, like again, was really rewarding and and really cool, really cool to see because we didn't think that we were going to be seeing that after the anime for for like a long time. But they, but they did. They they made it to where it's relevant. Yeah. It's like Goku's still adapting, and it's 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 all his learning curve towards the um towards what he's trying towards where he's trying to go in in the series. It's a stepping yeah. stone. Even more, and you'll yeah. see. And, and I, I liked how they did it too. He didn't just get it again like that. Like he worked for it, and Miris helped him on his way to doing that. He he pretty much helped push him to get to that mastered Ultra Instinct level, which I enjoyed seeing that part of the story. And then uh, for Vegeta, he goes over to Yardrat and. It, they look totally different now, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of them just look different in general on that planet. But one of them, one of their powers, they're able to create like uh, copies of themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why there were so many of them. They were saying when Goku landed there, which is uh, cool. But uh, Vegeta, when he went there, I thought he was going there to learn instant transmission. I'm like, how? much is that gonna help yeah you know but he went there to learn a little bit more than that yeah forced spirit vision now this was refreshing to see you know different techniques in dragon ball you know being once again being overall helpful you know to to the plot to the to the plot of the story which i like because it seemed like in the direction that they're going in they're making more you know technique based types of uh types of stuff which well, not that they needed to against Moro. Yeah, hundred percent. In order to, especially in order to avoid like a lot of the, uh, uh, like a lot of his magic attacks and whatnot. But yeah, even more so than that, what I found interesting before the Force Spirit thing was introduced was the concept of like his, uh, his, his, his key. Well, I think they call it chakra. Yeah, in the manga they call it yep. chakra. That he was he had a chakra imbalance. So when he started using key again, it was just like so much more started coming out of him and. It was it, it, he couldn't he couldn't control it, and it makes you think back yeah. to like Vegeta throughout all of Dragon Ball Z, and I feel like that made so much sense because Vegeta 
when he trained, he didn't he, he worked he always worked on his strength. He was like he was bodybuilding. He was trying to get stronger through you know yep. that way. When it's just like none of that was really like the right way for Vegeta to get stronger. All he did was when when becoming stronger, it was all willpower and him trying to you know abide by his pride. Him trying to be like the best version that yep. he can be. Not really training the yeah. right way. And and it kind of makes when, when you think about it, when you look back at it, all of those instances in which Vegeta used like his big uh energy blast attack like with final flash or you know with gallic gun well gallic gun almost could have worked but um or yeah, like the yeah. uh in, in, what was it in the in, in the in in the goku black for in the in the in the goku black arc of the manga he did this technique yeah. called and in the tournament of power he did a technique called gamma burst flash which none of those worked either you know these are all like yeah. instances that all that kind of end up pointing to vegeta kind of having that imbalance and he makes you wonder like could Vegeta had had Vegeta like you know tapped into that you know that sort of problem? Could like could could things have been it, earlier in the story? Could things have been much different for him? And it makes I, I like it because it, it, it amplifies things that we kind of already knew. It made it a very a very interesting. Problem. Yeah, that is a very interesting way to look at that. I I really do like to like like that deep thinking about it. That's a uh, that's very interesting though. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, Man. and so like back into so, but, but like back into like that whole like you know training aspect like now this one yeah. so because of the fact that and I remember people when they're reading the manga again month to month basis because Goku arrived yep. to the battle to the battlefield oh wait hold on wait, no, we I'm sorry I'm going too fast we got to talk about we got to talk about Gohan and Piccolo and like on Earth when when that stuff is going on yeah I like them in it too that was probably one of my favorite parts to the manga when all the z fighters started popping up that was so fun to see and and just i mean we do see them kind of fight in the tournament of power but it was different seeing them protect earth for real you know it was cool seeing all of them band together and fight and try to stop these guys and then um with seven three in there beating the crap uh like he he was grabbing he grabbed piccolo by the neck and then it's like oh come on piccolo what are you doing and even uh jocko said it he's like piccolo i just told you to avoid that and piccolo's <laughs> like yeah i know he caught me off guard so then uh um gohan joins him and then he gets him again both of them and you're like bro what are you doing cuz he you, he even told gohan about it but uh, they planned it. Yes, my friend. <laughs> they planned it. <laughs> they planned it, which was really cool. What did they do? I, I forgot what they did after to use that against uh, 7-3. Remember they planned um, they, 7-3 to grab Han, uh, Piccolo and Gohan? They wanted to, like, what was it they wanted to do? They wanted to, like, shut him off or right? something? I, for, I think I there was a way that they, were, they wanted to turn him off, and I don't remember how it yeah, was they, that that they worked. they figured out something, but it was really cool the way they did it. I Dang really it, you liked, just read uh, the arc. I, that. <laughs> I know, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. I forgot what they did. It's like, shit. Watch, we'll remember this after the episode, but, and, and then, like, and then you're like, dang it, that's yeah, what it was. Right. You'll put, like, a well, comment over here. I'll look. Yeah, I'll look it up later, and it'll pop, pop up, or I'll have like a picture or something. But, yeah. but uh, something else I really liked was uh, Seven Three was really 
Hurt and Piccolo and Gohan at one point, and I loved the save from Android 17 and 18. I was just like, I felt like cheering because it was so cool to watch. They always come in the clutch, well, mainly 17. Tell me he doesn't always come in like clutch spots. It's always fun when he arrives, and or both the androids, but it was cool when they arrived because uh, they started mopping the floor with most most of the prisoners and then i forgot who came in and just started i think it was set. no because they started beating the shit out of seven three because seven three is also like an android because his energy he never like runs out of energy which is like damn it he'll never get tired but the androids are the same way so they were like the perfect matchup for him which made that even more intense and like yeah let's go I cannot wait till they bring uh, Superbot back in uh, in anime because seeing this arc is going to be so fun and it's going to look amazing once it's animated. Can we just take a can we just take a second to appreciate the gore and the and, and, and all of the yeah, blood we get to yes. see in the manga as opposed to the anime? Yes. In the anime, yes. this stuff would get heavily censored, and it makes me scared for like how the anime would actually go about handling the gore and such because. This stuff here in the manga gets bloody. Yeah, it's I like seeing that because it's like it. It was never intended for children, you know. It was more for teenagers and adults, or young adults and adults. You know, the anime is mainly that's who they're aiming at, mainly not children. Yeah, uh, I mean they do have children ones, but yeah, I really did like the bloodiness. There was a lot of it. I noticed that, and I wish we would get it more often in in Dragon Ball uh, uh, Super because we do we did get it like all right in Z, especially the Gohan mm-hmm. and Cell fight. So that that was pretty good with the yeah. bloodiness there and stuff. But yeah, this one was uh, and more was going straight through people's bodies, blood dripping off his hands. Yeah, it was uh, a little graphic. Man, by parts. now, all of those all of those <laughs> kids that they were censoring the content for are just like, they're, they're teens now. So, like, with how long yeah. this anime has been gone. So, it would be really nice if we got Dragon Ball Super in a different time slot so they can yeah. actually add in and animate blood and gore and such into it. That would be great. I wish they would make two versions. One that's more... Uh, TV friendly, and then make like the hard R and R rated version because they did that with Z too. Because in Z, I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of times they go, they just show their fist and they're like, eh, you know, and they show like their eye like that. They're really flipping off that person, they're giving them the middle finger. Yeah. So. Well, it's well, like, well yeah, yeah, that's how. They, well, that was more so censorship. That was more so censorship. No, that that censorship you're talking about, that was only for like the release of it on like Cartoon yeah. Network and, and like the in in here in the West, in the East, they didn't censor any of that stuff at all because the regulations yeah, and, at the and, time and, were different. I think I had a DVD or Blu-ray set, probably a DVD set that had that version. Like mm-hmm. the, I think it was the yellow box set version. The orange the brick. Set, I really I hope think. the orange bricks. No, not the orange ones, the second ones. The ones that, that are, like, super expensive. Oh, okay, okay. I have no yeah, idea what they are, that one, but I'm sure they Because I had a few different versions, and one of them was uh, that one, like, the unrated. Because that's what made me buy it. They're like, the unrated, uh, never before seen. <clears throat> 
scenes in Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, I'm getting this. But it was cool seeing that because you saw like uh, more blood. Um, they're mm-hmm. flipping off, cursing a little bit more, not too much. Yeah. But it was cool seeing that. Yeah, uh, but like that. But yeah, what you're talking about the comparison and like how they would go about censoring. I'm thinking, yeah, because when with what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure did, they have like they have a TV version yeah. of of certain of certain events take place, and then in the but they, but they censor it purposefully. In the Blu-ray, yeah. they uh they they show that they they show what that gore is that that, that they censored out. They like they they had actually uh-huh. animated, and so if they do something like that for Super. You know that would be that would be pretty yeah. good, but it, it's like it begs the it question: would, yeah. would they even animate something like that in the first place for 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 television? You know, knowing that it, that kids aren't going to see it, it's like it's debatable no, they, because they it's Toei. It's Toei. They they would only do it for like a Blu-ray set or something, but they wouldn't even do it for that. It wouldn't be worth it, I don't think. For well, that. yeah, but at the same time as well, Toei is known to cut costs on certain on certain things when it comes to animation and time and, yeah, and whatever. So Toei I, doesn't try to do. T- I mean, they're not too bad with blood, but, like, Dragon Ball's, like, one of their biggest mm-hmm. things. They don't want to, like, damage it too They don't want to damage it by, like, oh, it's so gory now, you know? They want to keep it as it is, so it could be, like, more family-aimed, you know? So it's not... They're not cursing and all that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, um... So the Gohan, so the Gohan Piccolo stuff that was, you know, that was really cool to see, and just like just have like that whole yeah. like army of care of people from the Galactic Patrol, like just kind of coming in to, to help out, especially with the stuff with you, you know, more. It was re- the androids. I felt you know because they also have infinite energy, you know, them fighting in, alongside. Um, they were a big help. Yeah, that was well. That was just also really good because they're not affected. They're they're not affected by Moro's energy sapping thing, Majig. Yeah, and, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. So yeah, that was also you know really cool, really cool to see as well. Like that that coming kind of coming back, yeah. them being you know useful and such. Especially seventeen because seventeen MVP of the Tournament of Power. And now MVP on Earth during the Moro arc. Okay, so this is what people were concerned about when they first read when they first watched it because Goku arrived first. A lot of people expected Vegeta to kind of be the one to kind of go in there and be the one to like you know kill Moro. And where Vegeta yeah. he he did beat Moro. He okay. I see this time and time again see, because people don't understand that so long as Vegeta has the mindset of not necess- uh, of of wanting to beat someone for his like for the sake of his own pride, he's never going to win. Yeah, like that's been like, like the case every single yeah. time because he's always fighting for a pride. He's Whenever being, Vegeta, pretty much, he's pretty much being selfish. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Vegeta is fighting for the sake of. Uh, anything other than himself and when he's fighting for the sake of protecting people and not for himself that's when vegeta ultimately yep. does get the edge in battle and such hence the reason why yeah. vegeta and it goes back to like kind of what with the problem that was exploited in resurrection f that they talked about in that when vegeta like you know he has the opportunity because he's more concerned with a with you know proving himself and such it, it, it yeah. grants it grants the the villains and ample time to like change things. Well, that's why Frieza was able to destroy the Earth, and in this case, that's why Moro was just kind of like able to leave and eat seven three, and therefore Vegeta's win was you know taken from from him before because he couldn't. Yep. Because oh, what's worse than that? Remember when he let Cell swallow up eighteen so he could go in a perfect cell, and then they almost couldn't beat him. Yeah, it's the same so he problem. Does, he does stupid things just like Goku. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, with the case of Goku, so this the, the, the case with Goku is goes much deeper, but him acting like that because with the way that Goku is yeah. written. Okay, so uh, do we talk? Okay, you, let's just skip ahead and talk about like you know the, the, the an important aspect with Goku giving Moro the senzu bean. Um, after yeah. he also pummels him after deja vu. So yeah, Miris dies uh, because he helps out because because he goes and you know he he tries you know fight like like getting involved because he got himself involved and when where angels are not supposed to you know get involved in like in like the, in the matters yeah. of mortals. Uh, you know he dies because he. That's kind of goes to show like the sense of justice really affected that. So causes Goku to get MUI. Yep. Goku beats the crap out of Moro. The way that it was done was awesome. We got to see the God Bind technique kind of come back for like a little bit from Dragon Ball Super Broly yeah. as Goku just kind of pounded Moro into the sky. He came right back down. It was the visuals on that was fantastic. So yeah, Mor- Moro's expressions to like how the hell did he get this powerful? And exactly. it was great seeing that too. Finally, Moro's getting a taste of his own medicine. He can't steal that ultra instinct power like how he uh, sucks energy out of people. Mm-hmm. So that was another good thing about uh, the mastered ultra instinct. But yeah, I think, well, not I think, I know when uh, Miris did die, that's what really flipped that switch in Goku to hit that mastered ultra instinct. And then. Uh, Moro was pretty much almost done after all that, but I loved seeing. I love. I love Ultra Instinct. Every time I see it, it's so cool. Excuse me, it's so cool. I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> it's so cool seeing either uh, the Omen one, where his hair is still black, but like the silver tips, and then the Mastered Ultra Instinct. So that was great seeing that. and uh, But yeah, what we were saying with the whole Sensu Bean thing, uh, I guess this was very controversial when this first came out because mm-hmm. Goku... There's another controversial Goku's, thing that I forgot about, but yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, he gave... I don't know why he still believes villains are going to say... <laughs> Goku's pretty much, hey, are you gonna stop fighting and let me bring you back to the Galaxy Patrol's prison? And, uh, cause Moro was gonna die. He was really sentenced to death, but nobody was strong enough to sentence him to death, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. so Goku, Goku asked that tomorrow. Uh, one time Moro was bitching a planet and then Goku's like, I'm gonna ask you one more time. Then Moro's like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop and go back to the prison. So then he gives him the, the sensu bean. And uh, Moro asks what it is. Then he eats it. And then all of a sudden, uh, he's like replenished. You know, his energy's back. Uh, he's not hurt anymore if he was hurt. And he feels like brand new. So, of course, a villain being a villain, Goku being Goku, of course Moro isn't going to go quietly right back to prison. He's going to try to kill you because he thinks he has all his energy back that he's able to defeat Goku, but he still can't. Mm-hmm. Goku's still so much more powerful than him. So the reason as to why Goku had to give more of the sense of me, now he's not giving it to him with intent, but it's because of the fact that Goku... Yeah. Okay, so here's here's how... It's, it's more so like a viewing of how things are in Japan, and I actually do agree with this, but yeah, Goku for a bit of time, he... 
he he had he was fighting Moro because he wanted to have a sense of justice. And yep. but go but the thing about it is is that with Goku, because the he's so he's pure of heart. And if you have a sense, the yeah. thing is is that if you have a sense of justice, it it's kind of against Goku's own character because a sense of justice means that yeah. you know you're doing things because you yourself believe that those are the right thing, meaning that it's you deciding what is inherently right and wrong. That in and of yeah. itself in the in the East, did I say I might have been saying West? I meant East. Like it is contradictory to what a pure of heart you know thing is because when you're abiding by things that you consider to be right and wrong. It's it's you're going off of things based off of your own sense of morality. Thus, it's you can't yeah. you can't act out of pure intention, you know, of wanting yeah. of 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 doing things. Goku, in the sense, of like even though Moro's obviously like you know the big bad guy, he like because he's pure of heart, you know, because he was raised by Grandpa Gohan to be like that. He's like, okay, I'm gonna give this dude a chance. And he's gonna give him the sense of being. And you know, help him out. Yeah. Ultimately, it was kind of like useless in the Goku end. Goku will always give a villain a chance. That's Goku. Like you said, he's pure of heart. He doesn't want to kill someone. Mm-hmm. He. I don't really think he ever has, besides the kid Boo, maybe. But not only that, but it's also because of the effect of the effect of the karma from the Dragon Balls and such. Because Goku has used the Dragon Ball yeah. so many times for like pure intention, for like for like you know out of pure intentions, you know to to help to help yeah. out and such. If he yep. goes about if he if he begins to go about like you know his way and such of you know doing things for the for the right for the right reason for those pure intentions, it's ultimately yeah. going to bite him to bite him back later because karma will affect him yep. and cause him to suffer in a specific way. Like he, that's actually one of the so like for example in the Cell arc. One of the reasons, the reason as to why Goku ultimately died in the end, was because, like he, like and Karma ended up hitting him, was because of the fact that he, like, was because of the fact that when he gave that Senzu bean over to Gohan, when he put Gohan, yeah. like into into the front without understanding, you know, Gohan, it was that was one of those instances where Goku, what did what is wrong in a court, you know, what the universe is in a corner, like like throwing your son in to like fight the. The big bad guy, it's like it's yeah. just, it's not not a really good look. I mean, granted, Goku like had his you yeah. know reasons and such, and it, it, it made sense, but it ultimately just did like that's ultimately the reason as to why Goku ended up dying was was Karma getting coming back and biting him for like doing that. Pretty much, like Goku could have beat Cell, he definitely could have if he wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, but he wanted Gohan to learn to take that big role of being the planets at the time just the planets uh, like savior and hero you know they're gonna protect earth no matter what because their families live on there you know they're they're, they're good people pure-hearted people and um goku will always be like that gohan is different Gohan will kill the villain, <laughs> which I like when I, I do like when heroes do, but that's because like Gohan snaps, like what we were talking about in the Gohan video, like he snaps, mm-hmm. uh, like how he just killed all those Cell Juniors, and I mean it had struggled well with killing Cell, but Goku kind of did help. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, Goku like. Goku has, you know, killed um Goku has like killed the uh, people before yeah. in the past like the Red Ribbon Army, 
people, but that was just because Go- yeah. Goku was naive and did not understand the the, the concept yeah, he was of still like a kid. Yeah, like he didn't realize that that doing that w- was you know wrong, in a sense. Like you yeah. know, like he like, probably you know, didn't like, even really know like that's what it. Yeah, he probably didn't really know what death is. Maybe no, but he or, no, knew he he knew what no, he died. knew what death was because Grandpa Gohan was dead. Yeah. He straight up said like, "Yo, get, yeah, get, get, yeah, yeah." <laughs> that's what I was saying. I'm like, nah, wait, because he yeah, I'm like he <laughs> he knew his grandpa was dead. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't really know that right from wrong because Grandpa Gohan probably didn't get a chance to teach him. Well, he obviously didn't get a chance to teach him everything because he didn't know a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, so. I think, and that's why, you know, with the Cell arc and such, Goku realized that he did wrong. That's when he's like, oh, yeah, I messed up. You know, that's why it yeah. was, you know, different in that case. But yeah, okay, so I want to also talk about the other controversial thing. In this in this arc, then this is uh, actually you remembered it. We're gonna rewind a little bit back. Okay, so let me. So there was a comment where pick where where. Okay, so Vegeta, he's um he's he's about to start fighting Moro, and he does begin to fight Moro, and he's all confident. Yeah. And Piccolo says that Vegeta has never been one to underestimate an opponent. Let that line sink in. He's never been one to underestimate. All right. So, <clears throat> so think about all those times. Piccolo, Piccolo said that about Vegeta. Yes. Underestimate. Yes. I mean, yeah, uh, Vegeta d- does lose a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> Is he trying to do him dirty by saying that? No, it's not that. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> Vegeta. He wait. He said Vegeta doesn't. Vegeta. So this is what the translation. Vegeta has never been one to underestimate his opponent. All right. Uh, Say it now. Off of that, you can you can see the problems with that line. Or yeah, because he always. I mean, but that's how he's written by Toriyama. He always. Like, he never beats the main villain. I mean, he doesn't always lose Vegeta, but when he's going against the main villain, yeah, he does. <laughs> Here's, okay, I'm going to actually tell you something. So what Piccolo yeah. said is actually true. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, no. Vegeta. Listen, you, Vegeta, now, it's, it seems, no, the, the problem with that line is that it seems wrong. Vegeta under like like with with what Piccolo said. That's that's why it's problematic. He's not one to underestimate his opponent. Yeah, which all of those Vegeta instances, isn't. Yeah, all of those instances in which Vegeta, you know, had, like you know he he like he 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 lost a fight. Like for example, with free like with with Frieza and such, and and, and yeah. then with Cell, and then with Boo and. <laughs> Even <laughs> with Goku and, and the Saiyan the, saga, and fat, yeah, Fat Boo is what like he's. It seems it's yeah. it seems blatantly incorrect that that, that about Vegeta. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you why this is true. It's, it's because that's why I thought he was taking like a jab at him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why that was my first thought. Like when you said that, because I'm thinking, I'm like, every time he fights like a main villain, he always loses. So it makes you wonder. Okay, so 
So let's so let's say this is true. So if Vegeta doesn't actually underestimate his opponents, what's the big prop? Like, so what's the big problem? And this is where it it because you got to think about it a little bit. It makes sense. Vegeta doesn't underestimate his opponents. He overestimates himself because he has so much pride in himself. Pride, yeah. Because he wants to believe that he is like he is like he has like the edge on on him that he is capable of different things because of that all of the work that he does and he just doesn't hence yeah. the reason why yeah. vegeta loses so many fights in that he 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 thinks of him he, he always has goes through this habit of thinking of himself like better and superior to everyone with reality always coming back to make like making like and slapping him in the face and making like you know here's some reality yeah you ain't better you than know nobody. that makes a lot that does make a lot of sense yeah and, and, and <laughs> it really does. It, he's over. It's like he's overestimating himself. Exactly. Giving himself too much credit on who he's fighting because every time it's the main big villain, sometimes he'll he, he could hold his own a bit, but then he always loses against them. He. It. That's probably what it is. That's why I I know what happens in the next arc, and that makes a lot of sense what it's called. <laughs> so that we'll get into them, but yeah, it's yeah. But that bit of controversy, like that the fans had over that, they were like thinking. I remember that, like on Twitter, they were saying, "This is the dumbest writing I've ever seen Toyotaro like put into the Dragon Ball Super manga." It was a lot of people, even. Like a lot of the the biggest YouTubers were kind of saying stuff like that, and the and the thing is, is that yeah. they just they just don't get they, they they just don't get it, they they don't they don't see. I, I think it's like it's it's actually kind of like when you realize what the actual problem is, Piccolo is saying that makes people think, and he's right. He's not even necessarily yeah. wrong. He is actually on the dot. As to the problem with Vegeta, he just did not explicitly say what that problem was. Yeah, and if, people were looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, if too. yeah, and, and if people yeah. actually did go and, and and see it from like if Piccolo, if they had Piccolo in in the arc say that that his problem is that he overestimates everyone is a is that he overestimates his own strength, then I think yeah. a lot it would have not only would I feel like a lot this this have not been a problem, I feel like this would have been a line that not that would have come off more compelling and more things that people can get behind with Vegeta's character because that is that's not even a compelling thinker. That's just a straight up fact with his character. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird a weird wording that he said and he definitely they should have reworded that from piccolo especially because piccolo's a deep thinker well it was more so just an incomplete sentence really but but obviously vegeta isn't focused on the wait did he say it out loud or was he saying it i think he no no he said it out loud i think he said it to krillin or someone who was right next to him okay all right yeah or maybe it could have just been uh an error maybe they just screwed up and forgot something or who knows? But, no, it um, was just like they. It was just they. They didn't. Re, they didn't think that. Oh, Vegeta. This was gonna end up being like a misunderstanding. Which obviously, if you're yeah. writing a story, I'm not going to be. I'm going to. Okay, for any. If and I'm just saying this for anyone. If you're writing down the story and you're going about the story in like you know like like putting down things that you know are true, you're not gonna want to worry about you know yeah. the misunderstandings that people have or or whatnot. You like if this makes sense to you. If you're putting in that makes sense to you as the writer, that's the thing that matters most. 
as 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 much like you you all got like there's presentation as 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 well that you know that you do you know consider when you're making the story but for people who have a genuine understanding and such like like well i wouldn't even say like okay well you you it's not that it's a lack of understanding of the characters it's a lack of like what the character's saying and thinking that it's a contradiction as to what it means but it's 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 really it's not really contradiction there yeah 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 it's it's just he he just phrased it in a way it was like phrased yeah it was phrased in a way that people misinterpret interpret it pretty much so uh yeah i could see what you mean with it but what do you yeah, what do you think that does go into like a the bro- controversy with the two things you were talking about wasn't too bad but um <laughs> the one thing we were talking about where people were waiting a month so they really like put their expectations so up high then when they found out the wish the second wish of Moro, <laughs> it was just letting the prisoners go but really that wish was pretty it was good because we got a cool badass villain in that in that arc too and then that character also helped transform moro to make him more dangerous and uh yeah the whole sensu being thing too goku doing that after moro still saw that he couldn't be goku he um became like one with the earth mm-hmm. so now goku also goku doing that put everyone on earth at risk yeah it, it did and that's why it, it it's it's not it is the most criticized aspect of you know what goku did you know the same thing that happened with i mean that's yeah. the same problem with what he did with you know with cell i think it's just yeah. like in you could argue okay now now then again you could argue from a logistics point of view in that Goku giving the, the Moro the Senzu being here was worse than Cell because you can say, okay, Goku has so much faith in his son, he knows his son can take him down. Here in the case yeah. with Moro, I think, well, actually it's more so probably like Goku, he he just knows that no matter what Moro does, he's able to like take him down. In this case, he has more faith in himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually, I guess... Whichever one is worse is really but, up to your own interpretation as to like which which one validates giving the villain the senzu bean. I it's just ultimately in yeah. Goku's pure of heart nature he, to give I, the villains a chance, the ones that don't you know deserve it and such. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's all it was, and I think he forgot the depths of Moro's abilities because Moro did something totally random you know mm-hmm. it's like what the hell you wouldn't expect a villain to do that you know no villains really have ever done that besides something kind of like what goku black did in the anime mm-hmm. i know he did something different in the manga though but the the the, the whole moro arc i i had a blast reading it i tell you that it was it's it was super fun read i was so entertained all throughout it extremely intrigued the story is great um it's it's if you are a dragon ball z fan this is something you need to get on i'm not a big manga reader but 
getting into this. Now I want to catch up to where they're currently at, which I will, and we're going to get into the Granola arc too. But mm-hmm. the Moro arc was just... It might be my favorite arc from Super as of now. Yes. And also, Cause I, I, if, I you, liked it a lot. if yeah. you are a good, if genuine Dragon Ball fan... And you want to like you know have a better time enjoy like enjoying the series, stay off of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay off of Twitter and wait till you actually yeah. judge the entire arc for yourself before before letting some other people who go on the internet who who complain about it determine then determine your own opinion on on. Yeah, the read it yourself. Everybody has different opinions about stuff. Yes, it's although, but yeah. As a, a long-time Dragon Ball Z fan, I know you will like this. It's 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 great. It's gonna give you those Dragon Ball vibes, and you're gonna you're. It's what you loved from when you first discovered Dragon Ball. That's how I could put it. That's how much I enjoyed this arc. It really had a lot of it. Even yeah, it brought nostalgia there too it's it's it was a great arc and i'm extremely excited for the granola arc now and i can't wait to uh finish that up and do an episode on the granola arc because that one looks like it might be better than than the moral arc i don't know yet i'll have to find out that's right granola episode coming soon Anyway, guys, yes. I think that's a great. I think that's a great place to end off this episode. Any further thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, that's about it for me. All righty then. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening into this podcast. Whether you're listening in on Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever places that we're putting this on, while you're watching it on yes. YouTube, we really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you guys in the comments section. Until then, see ya. Thanks for listening to our episode. If you're on YouTube and watch the video, then thank you for watching as well. We are your hosts, Starblast Studios, and me, Daredevil19. And if you enjoyed our episode on Spotify, be sure to give us a follow and a rating. And we do thank you. And if you did watch this on YouTube, be sure to give a like if you liked it, and a subscribe scribe if you enjoyed it. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Plastic Power Podcast.